1445, some 500 years ago, brewers in a small Belgian town found an orphan. When Emperor Charles ordered the brewers to raise the child, they needed to give him a name. So they put on their thinking caps and named him Klaas, after the brewery de Clouse. The breweries in this small town took turns taking care of him. Like a spy, he learned the secrets of each brewery, as well as all the tricks of the wheat beer trade. And Klaus could taste beer with the best of them. Four times a year at the start of each season, he drank eight wheat beers in eight different cafes on eight consecutive days. How he got home is an entirely different story. From orphan to the best wheat beer brewer of the country, that's Klaus's story in a nutshell. He became 100 years old citing the locals' wheat beer as the reason for his long life. He even asked to be buried in a beer barrel, probably because he no longer fit into a regular-sized coffin. To this day, his statue smiles down on the courtyard of the brewery in tiny, picturesque Hugarden, Germany. That's right, folks. Today on the show, the boys drink a Hugarden wheat beer. Hoogarden. 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 Hey, is it me? Is it you? Hoogarden. <laughs> Who's Welcome back to the show, folks. I gotta crack mine. Ooh, cheers, cheers, Joe. I like the first sip. Holy cow. Yeah. It's Holy a good cow. Beer. Have you ever had one before? I don't think so. I picked it up because I remember having one years ago and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I continue to. So I noticed when we, we cracked these, there's a little bit of head at the top. Where, I mean, this is just in a bottle. Yeah. Um, but there's some head at the top, and uh, I would describe Hey, where this... else would it be? You know, my head's up here. It's not down there. And sometimes I think your head's in the gutter. Hey, what's so far on my ass? I can't even see the gutter. <laughs> uh, this is a wheat beer. It uh, It's it's cloudy, citrusy smelling. It's a boozy. A bit, it's a little boozy, a little bit of fruit in it. You can taste it right off the top, maybe some orange. Um, and a pillowy head Perhaps greets you. Perhaps coriander. Actually, we should do parable or terrible right away. I think the the thing we have oh, pairs wow. with this like really well. So we're you just going to kind like, of ease it in. to pair with do a whole it. big shtick then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, by the way, folks, we're drinking Hoogarden wheat beer, wheat blanche. Uh, it's a wheat beer. We've had our qualms with wheat beers. We're going to put it behind us. We get a little burpy, but it, it's okay. Hey, Wheat Blanche, have you seen the Golden Girls? There's a character named Blanche. Can you believe it? I told you, your head's so far up your ass. Hey, sit home, watch your lifetime all day. The Golden Girls comes out, marathon starts at 9 a.m. Every day is finished by 3 p.m. I go to sleep at 4. All right, let's don't do parable or terrible. I don't know either. A very nasally person who goes to sleep at four o'clock. <laughs> uh, good cable TV. All right, I love cable television. So we're drinking a wheat beer. Joe, have you watched cable lately? <laughs> I I've actually haven't. I haven't had cable Me in neither. years. I'm one of those millennial cord cutters. Hey, thanks, Obama. Hey, when I was a kid, to be a cord cutter, you had to be cutting the umbilical cord in the hospital. I'll and tell when you, you what. were a kid, you were you were the cord cutty. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> the only cord cutter around was your mammy, because she cut the cord herself. She cut it herself. She's a very tough woman. <laughs> My mom. 
All right, right. let's do parable, parable or terrible. terrible. So we're, we're drinking a, a wheat beer. It's got that orange sort of citrusy flavor. And what did you bring to the studio today? So I, I saw that these are traditionally served with a slice of lemon. Nice little lemon wedge. Okay. Nice little wedge. Yeah, I got it. So I got... I knew this was new to the market. I'm a big Oreos guy, you know. Follow me on Snapchat, folks. And Patriot. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Yes, please. And I review a lot of Oreos because they're always coming out with new flavors. Uh-huh. And there's an Oreo um, lemon flavor. So why the hell not do I it? thought Oreos were only vanilla, you stupid son of a bitch. Hey, it doesn't matter if you're black or white oh, or oh, lemon oh, right. or lemon or birthday cake or red velvet. Uh, all these Oreos are good stuff. And this one is lemon Oreo How can you thins. Be, so the red velvet. You said it doesn't matter if you're white or you're black or you're lemon or you're red velvet. So you just embedded all these horrible racial stereotypes into Hey, do you Oreos. think Columbus was the first one in America, bud? I got something to explain to you. <laughs> all right, give so me where the red these. velvet comes in. So we eat and then we drink, correct? Sure. And these are Oreo thins. These are Oreo flavored. thins, which we can get into that later. Okay. So, yeah, lemon smell. That does not pair well. No, that's like <laughs> that's like lemon pie filling. Oh, Just like overly, sugar, overly sugary. That's a terrible mm, that's cookie. Bad. That's bad. I might have to chunk these right in the garbage. The cookie is terrible, and somehow it's worse with Hogarden, which is a delicious beer so far. Man, you got to throw these in the garbage. Yeah. Well, one reason is the cookie gets soggy if you're drinking with something. You should yeah. never dunk, folks. You should never dunk an Oreo. Wait, in milk? Sacrilege. Yes, never. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. No, 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 no. Don't want to make that cookie soggy. And these thins, like, who does this? Who's this serving? Well, you know, you're going to serve that, these at, like, your fancy dinner party? It's for people who get a little naughty. It's the people <laughs> It's the people who like uh, Michelob Ultra and Miller 64. Well, you're not getting value for these because per ounce, this is 19 cents, and then the double stuff are 13 cents per ounce. Well, double stuff is too much. Anyway. No. Double. <laughs> nope. What about triple? What about mega? Mega's too much. Mega okay. is the too much. <laughs> Mega's just wad up a big ball of it and mm-hmm. fucking eat it. They like might a... as well, yeah, just give you the, the cream. Yeah. Cream. Get the cream and eat it like an apple. <laughs> uh, back to the whole garden. Beer's good, and I could see it being paired with a, a lemon wedge. Yes, the beer is good. The parable is very terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, by the way, our first ever rating of unanimous, terrible. Okay, so don't fucking buy Oreo uh, Lemon Light. But, yeah, so this is sort of a... Lemon Light, no, do not. What's it called? Well, Lemon Thin, <laughs> sorry, Oreo Lemon Thin. We're um, all about accuracy here, Joe. You think I was going to let that one slip? <laughs> you weren't going to let me go for an inch. I uh, I was reading a little bit about from UCLA Brew N84 on Beer Advocate, who says, uh, pours a murky light orange with a half-inch foamy white head that settles to a thin cap. Small chunks of lace form around the glass on the drink down. Ooh, I'm getting a little rowdy. Uh, smells of wheat, banana, spices, and some yeast aromas. Tastes of wheat, banana, and yeast. He's got banana out of this? Oh, no, 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 no. UCLA Brew N84. So I'm getting All these reviews just sound like bullshit. Where do you get, like, corn in some of these beers we've had? Or whatever they say you're supposed to get out of it. Yeah. Well, it's probably they read the other reviews. But I guess I'm not getting orange per se. Maybe Ooh, there's that, a little. Like, flowery. What there's a little sediment in here. It's a thick beer. Not in a bad way, but, like, you know, wavy uh, sediment. You see that? Oh, yeah. 
Is, is this supposed to be shaken up to excess before you <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed it? to spray it all over the walls and then lick it off. I think it's it's going to have a different taste profile on, on, on its way down as it warms up, as there, well as as you drink the sediment. Probably, yeah. There are directions on the back of the bottle. It says, number one, rinse and freeze a Hugaden hexagonal glass. Well, we should talk about that, but keep pour going. Pour two-thirds of this beer into the glass, swirl the bottle, so it's one of those. Pour the rest to form the head. So there is- So there's sediment on the bottle. Sediment. Yeah. So we could just swirl in our, our bottles here because we don't have a hexagonal glass. But that's a good uh, point that you brought up. So it's customary to drink Hogarden in a uh, characteristic hexagonal glass. So basically mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, I don't know, you get this at like truck stops or whatever, but it's just a normal glass that you'd you'd see- but the the bottom walls of the glass are hexagonal, so they're like it's not a rounded glass that you can grab. It's like there's just these like walls, eight of them, and and that's it. Not eight of them, six of them. Sorry, and that's it. Um, At a truck stop? What the fuck are you talking about? It's like you know one of those if you'd get a plastic like the glass, water glass. Okay, yeah, okay. And it's got the walls on it, and then they, you put fountain coke in. Gotcha. It, or fountain okay. Dew. Okay. Um, so. So this beer has a customary glass. It's got a very distinct flavor. And as I was mentioning at the top of the show, um, founded and brewed for the first time in 1445. It's insane. Over 500 years ago, edging on 600 years ago. And the inventors of this beer, um, perhaps they had too much. This is a copy from the website. Perhaps they had too much time on their hands or they were sick of the sacramental wine. Maybe it was divine inspiration. We'll never know for sure. What we do know <laughs> is the Hogarden monks were the first to discover the unique recipe for wheat beer in 1445. Wow. Um, so, that, yeah, that's That writer has a lot of intense. fun. Yeah. <laughs> the copywriter of Hogarden.com slash the dash brand is having a, himself a ball. Um, but that's an old ass beer, man. It is. It's it's cool. I have no idea what the story was you told at the top of the show. I so there, there was, was like an orphan. Eights, there's an orphanage. Tr- so there was Kemper, a there Charles. was a little orphan, and the local breweries in Hogarden, Belgium, uh, raised him, and he became one of the best beer tasters and brewers in the world. And he would t- he would drink eight wheat beers in eight different cafes on eight consecutive days. Eight is the number of the Christ, the Redeemer himself. You know, representative. What? Yeah, that's a thing. Let me let me do some cursory so, research. You know, because like six 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 is like yeah demons or something. So um, eight has a link to Christ. I think so. Let me look it up. Keep okay. talking, Joe. So I'll fill time. So he did this, uh, and he grew to be a hundred years old, and then they buried him in a beer barrel. And that's just some in guy. Hogarden. It's it's Klaus. You fuck. He's the guy who started the whole thing. Um. Yeah, sure. No, it isn't the guy who started the whole thing. But he he's just a guy. He was a, he was the best brewer, brewer in Hogarden, where there was a bunch of different breweries. Um, okay. And now Hogarden is a brewery in Hogarden, um, and it makes, well, again, let's address the elephant in the room. InBev took them over. So Hogarden is uh, a subsidiary of Anheuser-Busch, InBev. But uh, that's why it's a national. You can get Hogarden anywhere. Um AB and Bev does own it, but yeah. it makes a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different types of beers. It makes a grand crew, um, but the one we're drinking today is the one you can get in your own local grocery store, a wheat beer. Now, what's the number of Christ? Is this something that's on the internet? Okay, so um, the eighth day is a synonym for the Lord's Day, Okay, generally Sunday. 
Um, it is Sunday was known in patristic writings as the eighth day. Um, what patristic means? Who could say something concerning fathers? This says okay. it's the spiritual eighth day because the number seven refers to the days of the week. Um, so this it's like of... the Lord's. Yeah, got it. That's the how? Why? Where did eight come? Oh yeah, the eight days, eight he beers, eight, eight beers. Yeah, he's a very religious man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this was a legend that was passed down again from the origins of monks that created this beer. And First Peter three twenty states. That's chapter 3, verse 20, mind you, that there were eight people on the Ark of who? That's right, Noah. Oh, the famous bard Noah. But mm. Klaas, um, arguably just as famous because he was an orphan who grew to 100 years old and was that a That is pretty brewer. cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of this is myth, how much of it isn't. Uh, there's actually on... The Hogarden site, they talk about a few common myths with regards to Hogarden's uh, glass, that hexagonal glass that we talked about. Okay. Yeah, um, the truck stop delight. Yeah, the truck stop delight. <laughs> Hogarden is tasty. That much is obvious. However, that's not what the jam refers to here in jam-packed with flavor. I don't know what, what the fuck they're talking about. Legend has it that the shape of the glass is derived from jam jars. Because what do you do when there are no clean glasses left in the village? That's right, you dumb motherfuckers. You drink from jam jars. The taste of the bits of fruit left in the jars was a bonus, so they kept using them. And that's why it has a fruity, citrusy aroma. Ah, genius. <laughs> this is a tasty beer, but I'll tell you, I'm totally lost on the history. <laughs> the significance. A bunch of monks... Bunch Made of monks, 1445. Okay. There was a an orphan who was just around then. They found him. They raised him. He became one of the best from beer the tasters dead? and brewers. They raised him from the dead after three the days. Third day. He became one of the, the best beer tasters and brewers, and that's that. That's the whole origin. That's and pretty cool. That's an American culture. story. A good old-fashioned American story from 1445. <laughs> uh yeah, it's a tasty beer, and I kind of like that it has, like, instructions on the back. They want you to drink it out of a specific glass. Yeah, there's also some weird, like, well, I won't say weird. That's offensive. But there's some interesting symbolism or logos on the front above yeah, there sure Garden. Uh, Are just we going to break down the label? I tried to look up what those symbols mean. Everyone speculates that they're either Egyptian in some way or Christian in some way, which would make sense with the, the monk thing. Yeah. Um, have you seen that monk show with Tony Shalhoub on the USA Network? Tony Shalhoub, he's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> you seen that? Uh, you think it has something to do with 9-11 or something? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to look up on Quora. What does the Hogarden logo symbolize? They're just Catholic symbols. So one is of a shepherd. So there's a little shepherd's wand. And so folks, what you're looking at, yeah, there's two wands and like a little upside-down basket and then a little question mark. So one's like the Riddler and one's like, you ever play Mousetrap when you are a kid and you had to dangle the... You're right. Um, it does kind of look like that. Yeah, the, the upside-down basket thing, would, yeah. would always fall before you, like the ball would hit or whatever. That's what it looks like. But then there's these ominous like arms sticking out and holding them. Yeah, it is. This The whole thing kind of has a little bit of conspiracy vibe to it. Yeah. This might go in the same tier as uh, Rolling Rock. I'll tell you there's more than just a, a linkage to Rolling Rock uh, taste and tier-wise, Nick. There's also, these are engraved Blanche into the bottle. from from the go the Golden Girls. <laughs> Blanche. 
That's how Blanche talks. Oh, the two the symbols are they're em- are embossed. One of the two, they're they're raised on the glass. Oh, embossed then, you fucking idiot. Hey, I was the one that brought it up. I don't get to be called a fucking idiot here. You hear me? <laughs> There's also like some messaging embossed on the bottle. It says Hogarden upside down and in reverse below the label. Is there a man Are inside the bottle? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, what's reading this from inside the bottle? Yeah, this is a very strange bottle. Man, I'm getting a little unsettled. The lights in the studio are flickering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the corner, I think it's our lawyer, but I'm not sure. My pants just unzipped. Oh, God, that happens every episode. Oh, okay, the okay, okay. Top bottom of the bottle. I just thought maybe it was the, the spirits. Yeah, I, I mean. Is that your this defense is... in court? When you're when you're caught in the in the park, that the spirits unzip your pants. Oh yes. God, we're going down a weird. And road. I have a very friendly judge in my uh, <laughs> my district, so he gets me. The other thing about this bottle, that's kind of speaking of phallic symbols, is that the the neck of the bottle bows out. It's got a bulbous neck of the bottle. See that? You uh, you familiar with them phalluses looking, that have a bulbous this is really middle? Good. It's good radio, folks. You see that? I say to you, yeah. the the neck like Take it a isn't look. just a normal neck. It it bulbs out in the middle. There's very There's all specific. Too. There's, <laughs> there's very specific uh, patterns here. All I I'm very unsettled by this whole garden, folks. Don't bring this beer into your house. Don't, yeah. don't let it sit only in your consume shelf. this in the house of sin, which is every <laughs> bar. Mm. Okay, so how's the beer, the taste profile going as you, you get toward the bottom of the bottle? Uh, it was good. I, f- I finished it off. The sediment at the bottom I had mixed in by then, so it wasn't like a strong hit of that. But nice. um, I like this beer. It's nice and light. This is an 11.2 fluid ounce bottle. Yeah, another Not strange 12. thing. What the hell is going on here? Very unsettled by Hogarden. Who stole my practices. 0.8 fluid ounces? It's these monks, I tell you. It's these monks. Tony Shaloub? It's Tony Shaloub, I tell you. Uh, I don't know. It. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm unsettled by this whole thing. I really am. Well, let's let's rank this mofo. Okay, we're jumping right to the rankings. I suppose we did the ad or shed already. Um, uh, pair tear. Thank you very much. I don't want living in the past with ed or shed. Oh God, that's right. Parable or terrible. Um, where are you putting it? I'm making you go first. Hey. I won't even read the rankings out for you. Oh, nah, wow. fuck it. I'll read the rankings. Hey, Joe, out. why don't you read the rankings? Taint to tip. Oh, shit. I didn't do the beer advocate score either. Oh, yeah. Just wait. I'm jumping ahead, but this, we had to wrap this up. The spirits are taking over me. <laughs> okay, so on Beer Advocate, the new bullshit ranking system, Rotten Tomato style, is a 63.6% of people liked this beer. has a 3.78 overall out of 5,200 rankings. So that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Like, that's better this is than a good most beer. of our beers. It's a good yeah, beer. I really enjoyed it. Okay, I'll read the rankings. Uh, Smirnoff Ice, O'Doul's, Olympia, Budweiser, M- Miller Lite, Miller 64, Michelob Ultra, Molson, Chevenover, Hefeweiss, and Grapefruit the Beer, Rolling Rock, PBR, Iyengar Brow Ice, Iyengar, Palisades Pineapple, Tecate, Heineken, Blatz, Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA, Rainier, Crikey IPA, Blue Moon, Kona Longboard, Deschutes, Swivel Head Red, God, these are getting long, Old Rasputin, Rodenbach Grand Crew, and our number one beer, Spotted Cow. What do you Spotted think, cow. Nick? Uh, I think this can go in like Blue Moon territory here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I would say almost like this better than Blue Moon. It's a similar beer, but um, almost a little lighter, a little easier drinking than a Blue Moon. I would, yeah, I'll throw this under Kona, between Kona and Blue Moon. I'm extremely comfortable with that. 
Um, I like it when you're comfortable. Yeah, and I, well, thank you, buddy. I, uh, I guess I don't have to put it next to Blue Moon, but I was trying to think of whether it could leapfrog Kona. Um, yeah, I don't think it can. Why? I mean, this beer tastes delicious, but we were unsettled by its bottle, I guess. Yeah. That's, I was that's un- it. anything but unsettled in Hawaii with sipping Kona longboards. Yeah. Okay. But you're, maybe this is the ghost of Klaus, the 100-year-old. Speaking to us? Yeah. Klaus. Whole garden. Klaus. I, I used to what? drink eight of these in eight straight days. Hey, Klaus. Hey, uh, big fan. Thanks long for being time. on the show. Thanks First for being on the show. First time, long time. Have, I got one question. Have you heard of Tony Shalhoub? From the popular hit show Monk? Yeah, that Tony Shalhoub. That guy's quite a character, huh? He is. Is he from Green Bay, Wisconsin? Oh, have you been, Klaus? I, yeah, it's a fun time. You got to go to Lambo. I could see you in a cheese head, Klaus. Thanks, guys. I'll be back again for another episode. Man, that was weird. That That's the thing that was watching from the The corner. spirit is here. My pants are zipped back up now. <laughs> A little sticky, but they're here. It's okay. <laughs>